you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. To another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Nashville's Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as John. I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, 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 it's a good day to be back. Yes, this is episode number 73. We are recording on September 12th for release on September 13th. Uh, we do have a couple things to talk about, but the main thing we're going to be talking about today, or we have already talked about what we're going to be playing for you today. We have an interview with Rasnogar from the Cow League. And that might sound familiar because Bob has talked about it before. He's participated in the Cow League before. It's a competitive Overwatch community. And they recently just had an invitational tournament. And Rasnogar was kind enough to come onto the show so he can talk about that. So we are going to play that interview for, uh, for you today. And then we're also going to talk about, you know, What's going on in Overwatch? Now, for those who are listening for the very first time, first of all, thank you very much for checking out the show. We do talk Overwatch news and competitive and some esports, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. So even when we do talk those topics, that is what we are focusing on. If you enjoy the show, you can follow us on Twitter at Watchpoint Radio. And you can also join us on Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons and join in the conversation we've been getting more and more people in the discord and the conversations have been getting better and better so definitely please feel free to hop into the discord and come chat with us so let's get to some community feedback we do have two itunes reviews to to talk uh to talk about or to bring up yeah thanks a lot for those who have put uh taken the time to put in the iTunes reviews. We really appreciate it. The first is from Techno Free Ride. He says fantastic well rounded overwatch podcast. If you are looking for an Overwatch podcast that dabbles in all areas, Watchpoint Radio is for you. The main focus of this podcast is community and the state of the of the overwatch game. See he listens. When we talk in the beginning, it's awesome. Or she, it could be a she, I'm sorry. Aja, the main host, does an excellent job regarding the show's sound quality. He has also established a polished, organized podcast format. There are weekly main point subjects as well as special events like interviews. Blaze and Bob provides a analyst an analysis from a high-level player. Both hosts have fun personalities and provide humor at the right times. I have been listening to Watchpoint Radio since the start of, of the year, back when John and Mikey were the hosts. And this time, I have listened as a good podcast has developed into a great one. Throw a listen at this podcast. You will, you will find your time well spent. Thank you very much for Thank the you. kind and, words. Yeah, and what a well-written uh, review also. I thought that was cool. Yeah, definitely. It's still I mean, kind of weird that she describes me as a high as a high-level player, but... I guess like Diamond is like the top like fifteen percent, but it's just weird to hear that because I don't think of it like that. But I guess yeah. I mean I'll 
I'll take it. Just take the compliment, Bob. Okay? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> so thanks very much for writing that that very well written review. Like Bob said, we appreciate it. Uh, the next from Thorn Rain, who is actually a podcast host of his own. Uh, he yep. does the uh, the Open Division uh, Quick Play. Yep. That's what that's the podcast that he runs. He recently started that, and it focuses on if you couldn't tell. The Overwatch Open Division, so I would definitely check that out if you get a chance. But he, and he, he current uh, currently, I think he's the only one covering the Open Division. Which I mean, there's a lot of masters and grandmasters in that, so I think it'd be a, very interesting to a lot of people. And he does a lot of interviews, so check it out, guys. Yeah, definitely check it out. He says, John and Bob work well together. I do miss Mikey giving Ja a hard time about the church and his tilt. Always a f- first listen at work the day it releases. We appreciate that, and we miss Mikey, too. Sometimes. Uh, we, Most of the time, I, I miss Mikey. I always miss Mikey. <laughs> I had such a short time with Mikey. It was You're talking wonderful, about Mikey died. <laughs> but it was short. <laughs> now, Mikey is definitely awesome. Uh, he he's definitely down to come back and do like a show every now and again. He just can't do it on a regular basis, so uh, he will definitely be back. You you won't miss him forever. Uh, so let's see. We also had a comment from Derm from Twitter. He says, "Watchpoint Radio, keep up the great work. I listen every week. Bob is an excellent addition. Glad to have a KC guy on there. Pound Overwatch. KC, go Chiefs." Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. We also actually, I want to give a shout out to a newer listener who I just ran into for the first time today. Day Space Dream. He has been listening for a few episodes. Uh, he's a new listener to the show. Uh, he and he, uh, I ran into him on Xbox. I, I hopped on the Xbox to do my placement matches. And after I did my first one, while I was on my first one, he sends me an invite, like, you know, to come play with him. And he's an awesome guy. We had a great time playing. Sorry, I had to dip out unexpectedly. Sorry about that. I sent, I sent you a message. Hopefully, you got it. But I had to leave unexpectedly. Not before winning the match, though. We absolutely trounced that team without me being on comms. So, actually, let me tell you a funny story real quick about this in particular, this, this experience. So, I actually got a phone call that I had to pick up. We had already played the first half of the game. We switched sides. We're now on attack on Volskaya. And the, somebody, the two other people had already insta-locked tanks, so I went with Soldier 76. Since I'm off comms, I really I can just play Soldier regardless. Yeah, so, it's automatic. Yeah, so we're basically we're at the first choke. We're trying to get in. I see an opening. right? I see an opening, and I go into the room to the left on Volskaya past the truck. Mm-hmm. And there's the Torp turret. I destroy the Torp, torp turret. But as I'm destroying the Torp, torp turret, Symmetra sees me. She she sees me and she starts. She throws her shield out and she's coming for me. So of course I run away. That's what you do <laughs> when a Symmetra does that to you. Like I can't. Yeah. You run away screaming like a girl is what you do. So I run away. She's still chasing me, and I kind of manage to dip. Like so. Everybody here knows Volskaya Industries. So I go into the room on the right, which is the room on the left, which is the garage, I guess you want to call it. I jump over the tires. I go out through the other room and into that back room, and I dip out of the first left door. I hear the click-clack of her heels, and she's still trying to chase me, but she has lost me at this point. <laughs> okay? It's like, where's Instead my auto just, I can't auto I can't see him. <laughs> Instead of just going back to her team, she's like, well... 
She's one of those, uh, he, she, he, whoever was one of those players like, oh, well, guess he's gone now, whatever. Decides to put up her teleporter. As she is putting up her teleporter, I turn around the corner and I just wail her. Couple of headshots, boom, dead right away. Her te- not her teleporter, her shield generator. Her shield generator is 100% up right now. I completely destroy the thing. Her team's not paying attention. I go around the back and I'm just, I just have free reign. Like I'm on the point. Torbjorn sees me. He tries to come down and kill me. Pfft, he's gone. Mercy's dead. They have a road hog who I just used to charge my alt. It was fucking great. It was a great round. Man, I haven't seen a shield gen besides in free for all death uh death match in a while. Really? So yeah. the, I, mean, her- I haven't seen a Symmetra on second point in two CP in a long time either. Well, yeah, she got her her shield her shield generator or ultimate really fast because it wasn't the people on our team, it was me, Day Space Dream, and Crossover. And the other three people just kept walking into this field of turrets. And they just, they would go in, get hit, come out. Okay, maybe they're gone now. Go in. Nobody shot anything, by the way. Go in. (laughs) Charge up the ult and come out. Okay. Maybe if I wait two seconds, they'll go away. Like, no, stop running into the goddamn turrets. That's that. I know I've told you the story, but that reminds me of me and Mel the first week we got the game and we're playing with our. With our brother-in-law, Chase, and we're trying to tell him what keeps killing us. Like, we just keep literally walking into a room of Symmetra turrets. They're all behind us. So we're like, I don't know what's going on, but all of a sudden I can't move, and I die really fast. (laughs) Yeah. And, and like, after four times, he's like, dude, it's Symmetra turrets. We're like, what the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Like, it's, it's so hard for a new player. It is, but these people aren't new. They're playing fucking competitive. They have they have had twenty five levels to get to know Symmetra and her turrets. Hey man, I'm sitting at like total like eight hundred levels on all characters, and I still feel new at times. So you're too modest, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you make up for my non modesty at times. <laughs> no, but like it was that we we trounced them on the first point. We beat the crap out of them on the second point, and then we win the match. So thankfully, we were able to do it because I would have felt really bad if we lost the match, and I it was because I wasn't on comms with my team. So that was cool. I had, I had a great time playing with you for the first time. I definitely will be playing more on console, and I'm going to get into that in a, in a, in a couple minutes here. Uh, be- but before we do that, I wanted to bring up a comment on, I think this came from Discord from James Stodel. And he said, good episode. He's talking about last episode, number 72. Good episode. And he talked about Roadhog and his, his effectiveness at actually mitigating damage. He says, Hog can jump in front of Farah's ults and many other heroes and deal a great and deal a great deal of damage just by hitting his... Oh, and sorry, and Absorb, I think. He's talking about Absorb, a great deal of damage just by hitting his vape and jumping into the line of fire, absorbing the damage. The only And only taking half of the damage. That's a really good point. He can jump in front of somebody's ultimate, like let's say Soldier 76, hit the vape. Like That's what we're calling it now. We're going to call it hitting the vape. You, you did it, Bob. Vaping. <laughs> hit the vape. Yeah, he's going to hit the vape, and he's going to negate that damage. So you're, you're 100% correct. He can do that. But, I mean, it's such a limited ability, right? I still, his, yeah, his, his potential for damage mitigation is still so low. You got to be on fucking point and have a a Lucio speeding you around if you're going to actually 
I mean, if you're going to actually make that work, you know what I mean? Like, usually when fair alts, like, it's like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. And, like, and and Diva can quickly boost to her and use right-click, and it encompasses a whole big area. Like, Hog's got to get his body in front of it. And then on top of it, if it's from an aerial angle, from, like, for Farrah's ult, you know, while he will be fine, the rest of your team may not necessarily be fine. I still, you know, because I'm, I'm big on tanks. One of the reasons I play tanks the most is because I'm, I'm pretty, like, I guess, protection-oriented. Like, I didn't think Diva was boring because damage mitigation is fun to me. Fuck me, right? Because you like <laughs> ruining fun. You hate fun, so you are the fun ruiner. The fun well, police. I, I need to have fun, too, and winning's fun, Bob. Winning so, is, is fun. Winning is That's fun. why I am a flex player. But, uh-huh. uh, I wonder if this happened to 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 Stolte because Stolte is a is a fair man. I actually just played with him right before the cast. Him and and Bull Dioxide. We did a five Q. We got one of of Bull's friends to the Platinum Promise Land. That was oh, that was awesome. Congratulations! Welcome, welcome to the Brotherhood. Yep. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he's a he's a fair main, so I wonder if that happened to him. I should have I should have asked him. I didn't even think about it when I was when I was queuing with him. Hmm, maybe, but, uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. It seems it seems a little bit of a stretch in certain situations. I could definitely see it on like King of the King of the Hill type maps. Like you right. would probably be in the right position at the right time to be able to do it. I have noticed that I am using Roadhogs vape a little differently now like instead of just popping it to top myself off you know get myself back up to 600 i am a bit hesitant to use it until i'm i'm actively being attacked and i need to you know survive like that that that's the thing i usually before like between matches or between engagements i'm like well whatever just just take it and i'll deal with it when it comes back it's uh it's surprisingly like i mean Okay, I play Reaper a lot, and I mean, I can be right up on a hog, shooting him in the head, and if he's hitting that vape, I'm not killing him till he's done, you know? So it's like, I mean, that like unless you guys are focusing hard, like Roadhog survives that now. Well, I was, I think we so talked about it last it's week. It's good that you're using smart use of it because if you don't have it, then you're still just like chicken all battery yeah. yeah chicken feed to to a reaper but if you have it and reaper's dumb enough to shoot at you while you're while you're while you're vaping then it could be a big problem i uh i think we talked about it last week i can't remember if it was last week or a week before last but i said when i see roadhog hitting the vape i don't even shoot at him anymore I just reload. I treat it the same way as Zarya's alt. Well, not all Zarya's alt, but Zarya's projected barrier or her her you know her personal barrier. I just stop shooting. I reload my weapons while he's doing it because there's no point. Um, Steve and Chat. I know I'm not supposed to be looking at it, but uh, Steve and Chat makes a good point. I don't know that it's true. I haven't tested it, but he says that Hog can vape through through the the diva alt if that's true like i don't know that there's much else that can live through diva alt i think that well first of all hog like not even lucio can save you from her alt well here's the thing hog first of all i'm pretty sure hog has enough health to live through diva alt period but if you're vaping if you can vape when the alt actually explodes 
you'll only take half the damage. I don't think anybody has enough health to actually live through Devault. And I'm pretty sure. Lucio's, uh, Lucio's ult won't even save 200 health heroes if they're right at the blast. If you're if you're far enough away, you can survive. But yeah, like to pop a Lucio ult when Diva's ulting is just a, is just a waste. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so the it says self destruct, and I have to double check this. I have to check multiple sources, but it says yeah, it does a thousand damage. But that's still like he has like if he has six hundred health and he's vaping, yeah, that, so he would be able to live through that. She does one thousand damage on the ult. So if he's vaping, then he takes fifty percent less. So yeah, damn. So he only yeah. takes five hundred damage, and he's healing right after it. So he's probably surviving. So. Right. Yeah, I've I had, did not know that. I'm gonna have to remember that. I've been playing Hog a little bit more. Right. Yeah. So that would and Mel fact checked for us too. So okay, it's thousand damage. So, uh, yeah. So there, he that will theoretically work. I don't see why it wouldn't work. You know, like Zenyatta's ult couldn't save you from that. So that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty dope. All right. So before we get into the interview. Bob, how was your week in Overwatch? My week was good. Uh, so I had a really long Friday night. Uh, we, uh, I was in the, the Cow League Minute Men Invitational. Uh, I was one of the, the Diamond uh, winners that got in. My team consisted of five other 4K or higher players. Who were super nice. Uh, they taught me a lot. Turns out that my shot calling as Lucio, if I'm going to rise up in the ranks, is going to have to is going to have to improve quite a quite a bit. Uh, but first round, our the team that we played uh, that we played against only had one player show up, and so they couldn't have five subs. So uh, we actually won that. So we had to wait about an hour and fifteen minutes. So I went into quick play with these four K guys as a six stack, and it was just it was rude. Like we did three matches where we just trounced over everybody. And then we decided to do a custom game free-for-all, and I actually held my own with those guys playing Hanzo and Genji. Then we gotcha. played our match, and I just happened to go up uh, uh, against our boy, uh, our boy Woostis from Wawa's Boot Camp, and his monkey made a fool out of my Lucio. He just constantly dived our heels. We didn't have a mercy player and they did. Isn't that weird to say, but, uh, we, uh, yeah, we lost pretty hard in the second round, but it was, it was a good time. It was, it was a fun time, a great time to be, to, to be had. And then after that, I did the cavalry game night and, uh, not Rob and Andreas from Omnic Lab showed up to that. Also, Wooster showed up to that. So we had a really good, good, a good time doing that. And then I stayed up till all hours of the night and got myself sick. Oh, yeah, awesome! You got yourself sick. Yep. <laughs> you also hit diamond on both of your characters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I hit, I hit diamond on my solo account first. 
And then over the weekend, I hit Diamond on my main account. But on my main account, I rarely play solo. So if I'm going to play solo, I'm going to play on the solo account because I just want to know where I sit solo queue. And so it felt good to hit both on solo and on my main. Made me feel like I could do it regardless. Nice. Nice. How about you? you? Your week was like the exact opposite of mine. Oh, yours was bad? Well, oh, you know, yeah, I, I remember the tweets now that you yeah. say it. So, first of all, I didn't get a chance to play a lot of Overwatch last week, period. I finally get a chance to hop on Overwatch. First game, it's a loss. Whatever. Happens. That's Shit cool. Happens. Lost about 20 SR on that game. My next game, I uh, my team is terrible. I, we're, I'm trying my best. To, to do whatever I can do, right? My team is getting fucked all over the place. We need a tank, but we need damage. We need somebody to kill something. Our DPS aren't doing it. And they didn't have any lube, huh? No, no. So I pull out Roadhog. Dude, I'm getting doubles, triples all over the place. And my team can't close out. I'm getting doubles and triples with five of us. They finally kill me. And there's four uh, or five of my teammates against three of their teammates. And when I get back, when I respawn, all I see is the skulls. Like, boop, 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 skulls all dead. I'm like, how is this happening? me off so much. 15K damage as Roadhog. 6K heals as Roadhog. So obviously that's on myself. I have five gold medals, folks. I lost 50 SR that game. Was that was that console or was that PC? That was PC. Okay. I was not on a losing streak. I lost one game because the game before that, like the last time I played, I won my last game before that. What tune? I was playing Church of Jaw, so that's my Smurf. Okay. I lost 50 SR on a game where I got five gold medals. And not just like, I had like... It had to be like close to like over 20 eliminations. Yeah, that's a long game. That's that's weird. To over 20 eliminations, 50k 15k damage with Roadhog, 6k heals, and I lost 50 SR. Had you previously been on a win streak? No. Like, had no. you jumped up a bunch of SR, meaning your MMR would have been lower, so a no. loss would have dropped you pretty big. After placing, I've been I've been dipping in and out with different types of groups so usually like i still i think my record is still positive actually my record is still positive it'll go like win two or three lose one or two win two or three lose one or two like that's kind of how it was going dude there's no matter how you square it right there is no reason for somebody to lose 50 sr unless they did Absolutely horrible, and they're probably like losing a lot, right? They're probably on a losing streak, and they actually got rid of that. They got rid of the whole like law streak win streak thing, or at least minimized it. That used to that was that, like a bug, dude. It was absolutely ridiculous. I was so mad, and after that, I was so tilted. It, I gotta be honest with you, it makes me not want to play comp on PC right now. Like, I, I, I haven't placed my main yet, and at this point, I think I'm just gonna place it so I can get the competitive points and I'm going to leave it alone. I think that's what I'm going to do because I, it just, all right, well, I'm down to do them with you. It makes me feel like my time is like, it's a complete waste of time when, you know, 
to get 60 SR, you know, will take, unless you do extraordinary, to get 60 SR takes like three games, right? Usually on average. Mm-hmm. And I lose 50 in one game after doing phenomenal. It's not like I sucked ass. Like I did it, good. I did better great, actually. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It says like, if it was 50 on the dot, I mean, what that sounds like is a lever penalty. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds right. like you got hit by a bug because that's exactly what you lose if you leave a if you if you leave a game. Um, I'm, that's a good point. I might have to check that out because it was 50 on the dot. And the thing about lever penalty is that you when you leave a game, right, if you are going to get lever penalty, you're supposed you're going to get you're supposed to get that message like that message that says, yeah. You're, you're, that's actually, that's a really good point, Bob. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think I'm going to bring that up to Blizzard. I'm going to see if I can bring it in the forums or, um, maybe I might just open up a ticket with Blizzard support. It's not like they're going to give me the SR back. Yeah. Cause that, I mean, that sounds wrong. I mean, I haven't lost that much SR. I don't think I've ever, even when they had the loss streaks, I don't think I ever lost up to 50. I think I've lost in the 40s way back when, when you could get on the losing streak. But yeah, no, that's 50 a good point. sounds crazy. Yeah, I think I'm going to actually try to bring that up tonight and see what kind of response I get because that is absolutely nuts if that's happening. Because they, they actually had a huge threat about that like a couple months ago. If you're, I'm not sure if you remember, but they had a threat about it where the guy was saying, if you gonna you're gonna get lever penalty if you see that red message. And I've actually seen that before. You hit leave and it says the game is still in progress, you will get a penalty. I have actually seen that before. Yeah, we and covered then you that, don't yeah. leave. And I haven't left. But in these cases, I did not see that message in red. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what they say. But it is it is complete bullshit. Like uh, yeah, I was I was really like, dude, I don't even know if I want to play this game right now. <laughs> but luckily, I had a great console experience today. It, it was a lot of fun playing on console again. So I, I will say that. I'd like to try it. I just don't want to pay for it. Well, they have those free weekends. And then Which they do... I will definitely play with everybody, like fans, everybody. Like, I am ready to play. With, with the next free weekend that they have, we're doing it. They have free weekends, and then they have, like, they'll probably do 50% off during a free weekend. I fully expect that around the October, November, sometime between October, November, and December, they're going to have the free weekend again, and then they're also probably going to have the 50% off because they're not the hot new game anymore. They still need people to buy it, and, you know, that, that that's what they want. So, on console, will be 30. I was going to say 20, but on console, will be 30 because you can only get the Origins Edition. All right. So... Here we are. Let's actually go ahead and get into the the Rasnogar interview. Uh, like I said, me and, yeah, it's, we had a we had a really good time. Uh, we had it was a great interview, good information. So we've already talked long enough. I'm just gonna switch over to the interview now, and we will be back and right now. Hold on, oh, though. Hold okay. on. Okay. Anybody okay. in chat that wasn't here at the beginning, new stomper is in the chat and is Rasp Nogar. So if you have any questions regarding the interview, just go ahead and ask. All right. So, all right, folks, we will be back. This is my kind of city. Lights, camera, action. I would like to thank Rasp Nogar from Softlock for joining us 
today. Uh, Raz, why don't you tell us a, a little about your organization and what it does? All right. Well, I'd like to thank you for having me on today. Um, Softlock is an LLC. We're esports solutions. So we provide all kinds of different resources to a lot of different esports communities. We initially started off as just the competitive Overwatch League. And since we expanded out, we had a Battle Right League at one point. We have a Lawbreakers Discord now. We are also running production for a Destiny 2 server that will be for PC coming up shortly. As a little sneak preview of that. Um, Cal League itself runs all kinds of events, and we provide all kinds of different services for everyone who's looking to be competitive in esports. Awesome. Awesome. All right, well, we'll, we'll we will we will get into more of that later. Why not for right now? Why don't you tell us some about you and uh, a little in your gaming background? Well, I was a console pleb for a long time. I did not actually have a computer in my house until high school, and I didn't have my own computer until college. But I started off, you know, when I first got into actual PC gaming, like on Steam and things like that. Um, my first real FPS was Left 4 Dead 2. I sank a lot of hours into that, and then when Overwatch started coming out, you know that that became my big online game. But as far as far as you know, getting into gaming, it was a lot of flash gaming and a lot of console gaming. Until I, it was basically Left 4 Dead that got me into the FPS scene. There's nothing wrong with console gaming. It's one of the best <laughs> games ever created are on console and console only. That is so very true. No shame in that. No shame in that. Yep. PC yeah, Master I, Race, though. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, but yeah. I still play lots of console games. I just I prefer computer just because it's graphics. I mean, everything you can tweak a little bit more. But, you know, on a, after a long day of work, I mean, I could sit on the couch and just play, and just play a console and just have a great time. Yep. Yeah. I feel that. All right. Well, uh, when did you join Softlock, and what prompted you to join? Actually, first off, why don't you tell us what you do for Softlock? Well, I'm a director for Cal League, so I make a lot of decisions with Cal League. I contact our partners and get things rolling with them. I try to get a hold of sponsors. I'll also help run events. I run the Discord, and at the same time. I also cast on occasion, you know, when when needed. Um, as far as and I also run the Lawbreakers Discord as well. Yeah, and running that running that Discord with all the spam it just can be mm-hmm. very challenging. I've seen it when I've shown up for Minutemen and the, it's just scrolling, and I'm like, how does anybody keep up with this? Experience. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> what prompted you to to join then? It was about, you know, a couple of weeks after Overwatch came out, I saw Cal League on the sidebar of our competitive Overwatch and I joined up and, you know, I got to talking with everybody in there and after a couple of weeks, you know, they were looking for staff for the Discord and having, you know, chat mod experience for a couple of years on on the internet, I decided, you know, this is something I'd like to get involved in. You know, I'd already decided that 
I was going to be very involved in Overwatch. You know, I was going to try to run a team, see how far we could go. So since I was going to be involved in Overwatch anyway, I figured I would help the community. You know, I'd help keep the community, you know, friendly and open to everyone. So I applied there, and eventually, as my role in Softlock grew, then you know, I be- I became more involved. I eventually moved up, and I became a director. I think two or three months ago. But yeah, yeah, joining was you know just I was going to be a part of the community anyways, and I wanted to help out. And you know, they were real, real open to anybody who was willing and able to come in and and be a part of this project. Gotcha. Yeah, and I can I can speak to that personally. It is a very nice, fun, and pleasant environment. Very welcoming to new players. Uh, when I first started doing the Minutemen, I was low gold, and mm-hmm. I've learned so much from uh, from different people that I played with. I remember one time I played Ryan, uh, and one of the, uh, the I think it was 4.2K uh, rated players stayed after our match was over for Something like forty-five minutes, and just coached me on everything that I that I mm-hmm. did wrong. I mean, it was just a super cool place to to learn. Uh, so that kind of that kind of brings us in. Why don't you tell us about the cow the cow league, the competitive Overwatch league? So the cow league started right around the same time that Overwatch came out. Um, it started out as, you know, we, we've got discussion, you know, if you want to just talk about the game, if you want to talk about meta, if you want to talk about what's going on in the esports scene, um, we've got looking for team, looking for group, looking for scrim. We have a bunch of partners, you know, if, if we don't do something, one of our partners probably does. And, you know, we, we've got ways for you to find tournaments. Um, Cal League also has, as you said, it's the Minuteman is the big event that Cal League does. So it's, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, that that's it's meant to be the fun event for everyone. You know, Minuteman. You know, you don't need a team. You don't need to have a certain SR to do the weekly Minuteman. You know, you you come in, you get placed with a group of players. You know, based on whatever roles. So it's a role balanced team, and you know, you play through the bracket. You know, you might find you know people to queue with. You might learn something. You might you know you might find out you know hey. I'm a pretty good player if I can just, you know, get coached up a bit. And, you know, I might be able to make it big in esports. Like, when Minuteman first started, we had teams would stick together after Minuteman and compete in tournaments afterwards. Cool, yeah. Uh, it's, kind of, it's kind of a way to play for lower SR people. It's kind of a way to experience what it's like to play with a a higher level player and i mean sometimes you get with it's very it's random so sometimes you could have a stacked team sometimes you might you might not but either way i mean it's quick fun and a great and a great time but you can kind of see where you stack up like one of the things that i saw early on was okay i do a lot better when i have a good supporting cast you know, and I'm not just in with all these, you know, gold players in comp that half of them aren't even in comms. So 
It's a cool thing that everybody should definitely try. Um, who, like, how did, like, do you know how they came up with the idea of getting, like, top 500 and GM players in a, a Minutemen tournament with lower SR players? Like, how did that idea come about? Do you know? Well, early on, it was... Yeah, I say it was a designed as a way to meet people. So like if you were it was actually came about before rank was even a thing. But if you were a higher tier player, you know, if you were you know, one of the upper tiers, you know, and you needed to network a bit, you know, you didn't have let's say Overwatch was the first game you were gonna get serious and you know you weren't one of those people coming over from Quake or CSGO and you needed to get contacts, you needed to meet up with other people to form a team and actually go pro. Minutemen was the best way for you to do that because you would meet all kinds of people both on your team and on the enemy teams and you could form the groups that way and now it's really you know because we stream our event so it's a good way you know if you're not on a team it's a good way to get your play out there to get your play you know on video with caster commentary for potential teams to look at. Yeah, I've been uh, casted a few times, and it was it was really cool to like go back and rewatch uh, rewatch those, and like, oh, they're talking about me right now. Monkey should <laughs> monkey's in the wrong position. Why is monkey not with his team? <laughs> Whoops! But I learned a lot. I mean, it's great. It was a great time. Um, so you used to have the cow open, but it's now been rebranded to the Athena cup. Tell us a little bit about that. So we rebranded it to the Athena cup to sort of attract the, you know, more tier two crowd. Um, and, and it went well, you know, for the, for the first season we had, you know, our big name was, we had East wind and evil Gen- slash evil geniuses, Competing, we had Chicken Connoisseurs, which was DSP Stanky's team, competing regularly. Awesome. Um, you know, our playoff went really well. We had you know, our top eight teams. Evil Geniuses ended up taking first place. Um, right now, we're, we have put the second season on hold. We are still trying to you know, secure funding for the prize pool. Our last prize pool was over $1,000. So we're still trying to you know, get money for these teams you know, to support these players because... You know, if you're a tier two or tier three player, it's really hard to actually make money playing. You know, you're not a salaried, so you you only get what you win. So, you know, we're still trying to secure funding for them. We're still running an off-season weekly, you know, just, you know, for fun or practice every week. But, yeah, we're trying to secure funding for that. And once we do secure funding for that, we're going to open up another season. Um, We're looking to also potentially change it so the first season was 12 weeks followed by a playoff um we're looking at potentially rebranding it to maybe a monthly to where you know so it would play for three weeks and then that would seed you into a last week of a playoff and that would be the price pool would be paid out based on that playoff at the end of the month so and that's we- for that's uh that's for to get in that though, when you do start the next the next season, you have to have a full team of six, right? Yes, you do have to have a full team, but um, you know, you don't have to be you know a certain you know you don't have to be let's say a tier two. You don't have to be known. It is open. 
so anybody can come and play. We had about 50 different teams try the league in the first season, and we probably had, you know, eight or nine or ten that would show up every week and would compete every week. Cool. Um, speaking of tournaments, I don't know why I didn't talk about this prior, but uh, we you just did the Cal League or the Cal Minutemen Invitational, which I actually competed in this last weekend. Want to talk yeah. a little bit about that? This was the second Minuteman Invitational. We ran one after season two, and this was our second one. Um, so for this one, it was we attracted you know top 500 players from the last three seasons, and Minuteman winners from the last three seasons who were of a certain SR. You know, you got to compete, and unlike Minuteman, where you're drafted at the time of the tournament, you were drafted a week ahead of time. You know, you got to talk, talk to your team. You know, figure out what strats you were going to run. If you wanted to, you know, you had time to practice and scrim because this one, the invitational was actually for money. You know, it's, we had a generous donation from gilded for $120 and we had a couple of the people donate to the prize pool. Um, you know, we, we got names like clone man, Steve-O little menace to, to play in this tournament. And it was a lot of fun. You know, we had, some difficulties come up, but in the end, it was a really fun tournament to play, and is what I'm hearing from pretty much every player. And that's that's what we strive for above all is to put on a fun event for people to come out to. Yeah, I had a a a really good time, and I uh, got to learn a lot about calls on on Lucio. You know, certain calls that I should be that I should be making. Uh, I do quite a bit of shot calling at my my elo diamond you know low diamond high plat but i was a little nervous to be doing calls to these 4k players but they were they they were great they helped me out on what i should be saying what i shouldn't be uh helped me out a little bit on uh ult management uh, you know managing the other team's ults and and watching for those when they've been used something i hadn't really started to do so it was super fun for me and uh and scrimming with those guys was a whole new experience it was it was real cool uh i did get knocked out by my buddy Wustus. he man he manhandled me with with uh with monkey he thought it was pretty funny <laughs> it probably was really funny for him <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, well, he manhandled Frisk right before that. So, uh. Frisk is a lot better than than me. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, uh, what are all the different uh, the different services that your Discord provides? Right. So, Calig provides. You know, like I said, it's discussion. You know, you can talk with people about Overwatch, the meta, about esports. We've got looking for team, looking for group, you know, scrims for all three different Blizzard regions for Americas, Europe, and Asia. Um, we have our our Softlock Discord, which is our event Discord. Here you have it's mainly for the Athena Cup Open League, and then our Lawbreakers Discord is basically the same as our Cow League Discord, as far as you know, team finder and discussion. But you know, there's 
all kinds of different people in our Discord. So you can anything you want done, you can either get it done or find somebody to get it done in our Discord. It's uh talking about the lawbreakers one. I know Jaws built bit into some some lawbreakers recently. Oh uh, yeah, nothing too nothing competitive. Like it was all uh just having fun for right now. I would say just having fun for right now. Nothing too uh too deep, but I do enjoy some lawbreakers. I have not had a chance to play it uh with an actual team yet though. So I'm pretty sure the game changes quite a bit. Does Lawbreakers have a com- a competitive mode like a ladder or anything yet? No, not yet. But um, yeah. a lot of Discords run pugs. We rerun a Minuteman for Lawbreakers as well. That could be kind of cool to check out, Joe. Yeah, I might have to hop into there. What days do you uh, do you run that? Uh, the Lawbreakers one is usually Saturday nights, so Saturday at about ADST. There, all right, Ja. Nice <laughs> homework. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, has there been any roadblocks uh, throughout the creation of Softlock, Cow, and Athena Cup? Uh, yes. Um, a lot of them have Probably come. A re- billion. A lot of them have come a lot more recently. We have had. A lot of staff step away over the summer for various reasons. We've been trying to fill those voids, you know, as far as, you know, event staff and PR. Um, we're still looking for oh, staff. So, but, okay, you guys are looking for for uh, for people to help out. Uh, all right, everybody, yeah. like, <laughs> get in contact with them. You could, you could, you could help out the, the, the league right here. Yeah, we're we're still looking for more casters, for more producers and cameramen to run all of our events. But um another roadblock is mainly with Athena Cup. Like I said, we're trying to secure funding and we're trying to actually figure out how we're going to run it with you know the Overwatch League and contenders going on. You know, you never really know what day those tournaments are gonna be. And as we run, you know, a tier two a tier three tournament you know we've got a lot of teams who compete in the open and in contenders so you know we're, yeah, we're we, that we, is kind of rough you don't want to have to compete with blizzard so we're trying to figure out you know how to do that that's a that's a big roadblock but um no we're still chugging on we're still we're still going to be a part of the community for as long as there is a community to be a part of we're we're not going to go down so easy yeah, that is a big roadblock. Didn't even think about that, and it's that it's on constant, constantly. And then I'm looking at my calendar right now, and and there's tons of Apex stuff. Now that does usually run in the late AM or early AM hours, but mm-hmm. there's all kinds of of different stuff going on every day, almost. Um. Well, hopefully you get more 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 staff, and that would probably help out a lot. And the biggest thing I I think is advertising, man. Like just getting your your name out there, and that's the hardest part. Yes, that that is actually another roadblock we had. Um, 
you know, when we first started off, we were partnered with the competitive Overwatch subreddit, and you know, we were on the sidebar. But a few months in, there was—I'll just leave it at—there was some drama that happened, and we ended up dis- we ended up being distanced from them for the longest time. And within the last month or two, we just now started talking to them again. And, you know, we're going to be looking to get something going with them again, hopefully soon. As you might know, one of their more recently modded people, Juicy Steak, was actually in the finals of the Invitational. So we're, we're, we're talking to them again. You know, hopefully that roadblock can be cleared and we can start getting our name out to the Reddit population again. Awesome. Well, we're here to help get it out to the podcast listeners of the Overwatch community. So hopefully we help too. Appreciate um, it. So just curious, what do you play and what are your mains? So I have actually had a very interesting journey through my mains. Uh, the first team I ever played for, I was a Zarya main. So I was I was Bubble Man, and then when I when I started my own team, I ended up on the support role, and I have played pretty much every support for the first four ranked seasons, and I switched back to tank recently, mainly Winston, Zarya, you know those kinds of characters. I I can I can play everything kind of good, but if you want me to play something well, it has to be something that isn't in charge of killing other things. <laughs> See, uh, Jaw and I kind of gravitate towards the characters that kill, and then have to remind ourselves when we play supports and stuff that we're not there to kill people; we're there to <laughs> keep people al- keep people alive. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's where we run into problems. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, not uh, aside from your main. What's your favorite character? Oh, that has to be Zenyatta. I have loved him since the open beta. You know, being able to play a a medic type character, a support who also is able to fend for himself, is to able to contribute on the damage end. That's like you know, I've always gravitated towards like in RPGs I play, I always have a white mage. I'll always gravitate towards the healing class. So in games like this, I like to main like the healers, but Zenyatta is also capable and you know he's always been capable like mercy relies on her team Uh anna mostly relies on her team lucio before he became a dps relied on his team (laughs) but it's pretty mean though yes but 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 zanyata's always enabled if he gets the first shot off he can win against almost anyone so and he can right click delete i mean a a 200 hit point character that feels good when you get that off Mm mm-hmm all right, well, you talked about 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 money and and league funding. How can how can our audience help? Like, do you have a Patreon? Do you have a Kickstarter? Do you have a GoFundMe? How does um, that work? We don't have one for the org because all of our proceeds we try to put you know directly from the donors to the event to the prize pool. So. You know, we'll set up whenever we have an event. We'll set up the Patreon or the Kickstarter. We were partnered for Matcharino for a long time. We had a Matcharino for the Invitational. Um, we definitely, if people are ever interested in 
supporting a prize pool for, like I said, for the Athena Cup, for these Tier 2 and Tier 3 players just trying to make it in the big bad world of esports. You know, you can talk to any one of our admins, and if we can get, you know, it's like four or five people willing to donate a good amount of money, or even just a bunch of people willing to donate a dollar here, a dollar there, if we can get money to actually justify putting on an event, then, you know, we will set up a Matcharino or a Patreon, and we'll come back to them and say, hey, we've got this set up, you know, if you're still looking to support these players, because all the money we get goes to these players. You know, we don't take any of it. We don't, you know, try to distribute it in any way that we didn't advertise. It all goes directly to the prize pools for these players. That's that's awesome. I mean, I I don't want to tell you what to do, but I would look into maybe a GoFundMe or Kickstarter to do the different events because. I mean, you can you can spam that all over the place, and people can donate really easy using those types of uh, those types of sites. But some to th- some to think about for the future. Um, so there probably aren't any extra perks to financially backing. It's just kind of a a donation thing, right? Yeah, we try to you know. Whenever we set up a match, you know, we'll give shout outs to our big donors. Or if you're if you're an organization and you donate, we'll definitely, you know, run an ad for you or, you know, give you a shout out on the streams whenever we can. Um, if you're a player, you know, and you want to, you know, send a message normally, like Matcharino has a way for you to attach a message to your donation. We'll shout those out on stream. It's, it's sort of like a bit drop on Twitch. To where if you attach a message to the bit drop, the streamer will normally shout it out. Awesome. Well, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we close up here? Uh, well, not really. I think I thank you all for having me on. Like I said, you know, we're we we I'm I'm trying to think of how best to say this. Um, we're always looking for you know, more people to join the server to help out. You know, anybody is welcome in our server. You know, don't be scared by the competitive part of competitive Overwatch. You don't have to be a competitive player. You just have to be interested in the competitive scene, at least, or interested in talking about competitive. So, you know, don't be scared away by that. And, um, you know, we have almost 20,000 people in the server already, so you're not going to have problems finding people to talk to or whatever you need awesome awesome well uh where can they find uh social media what's the uh what's the discord link give us all of your information all right well we've got our own discord link because we are partnered with discord so it's discord.gg slash cow league capital c-o-w capital l for league um, we have our Twitter is at CalLeague. We also have at SoftLock for our more event-oriented for our A-Call and things like that. Yeah, and the Twitch is also SoftLock, and yes. that's SoftLock with an E at yes. the end. Twitch.tv slash SoftLock. That's where you'll find all the events that you know we actually stream, that we run. There should be VODs for a lot of them. Um, we're working on getting the YouTube channel up and running, so 
you know, we'll we'll be putting that around places as well once we get all the VODs uploaded to the YouTube as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, that'll do fine. All right, so we are back. Thank you very much uh, to uh, Rasnogar for coming on once again. We uh, we had a great time having him on. Yeah, and Kansas City native, so that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. I definitely, actually, I had checked out Cow League even before I had heard from Bob that you had been going there. I actually, I've been in their Discord, or at least I was in their Discord. I don't think I'm in their Discord right now. Uh, but I had been in there since uh, beta when I was looking for people to play with. So it was actually it was even pretty awesome back then. But yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people have, when I've mentioned it to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm in that. I use it to find groups, you know, from time to time. Yeah, I think the reason I had stopped using it was because at the time, oh, man, I can't remember. I can't even remember the website I used to use, uh, but there was an LFG that I used to use. And they shut the LFG down for a month and brought it back, and nobody was using it anymore. But the LFG was like super easy to use, and so yeah, that just uh, it stopped working out. But yeah, I definitely suggest you guys check out Cal League. You go into their Discord, and like he says, don't be afraid to go in there. And it's something I, I should have brought up during the the interview, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to really interrupt the flow, but. When you talk about competitive communities, a lot of people, when you say competitive in general, right, a lot of people think of the stuff that you see in competitive now, right? You see a lot of assholes, you see a lot of douchebags, a lot of bad behavior. But and a lot of people just being rude to you instead of trying to help you learn. Exactly. But in situations like that, when, you, when you're inside of a community control, like competitive group, it's way different because when people behave badly, you have somebody right there usually to deal with it. You know, yep. if you, if you, and they do a good job of that too. Right. Like you, you're not just going to put, you know, hit a button and, and report somebody and then never hear about it ever again. You don't know if anything ever came from it. Like when you have community based competitive groups, you get action much faster and it, and it promotes good behavior. Bad behavior is actually punished in those situations. So yeah, and I've actually at one time that I did have to complain, and uh, I don't know if Rasp remembers it, but I went up into the help the 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 help desk chat and talked to him, and he had gotten a complaint on the same guy from a from a another guy. That guy showed up in the help desk chat, and Rasp told him, "You're out." You know, I mean, it, so it like they. They for sure do listen to anybody com uh, complaining. So it's, I mean, as long as it's a valid complaint, you know what I mean? But yeah, you can't say, well, I wanted to pick Widow and this guy insta-locked Widow. <laughs> he wouldn't <laughs> let me play Widow. You can't do that. You got to be an adult about it. You yep. do need to be an adult about it. Although Hanzo and Widow are all, are completely allowed in uh, Minutemen. So. Well, yeah, I wouldn't imagine anybody be blocked out. But everybody should go because they have moved it back to Friday night, so I should be there probably every every Friday night uh, uh, from here on out. So you guys should come and have a good time with me. All right. And Josh should come too. 
If I can. Friday nights are a little... Date night. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily my phone free time to deal with, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, obviously, once again, I can't thank Rastanagar enough for coming onto the show and talking to everybody about Cow League. Before we get into the weekly updates, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the latest patch, that 1.14 patch. I think it's 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 kind of funny. It's affected the meta a bit more than at least I thought it would, right? If you follow me on Twitter, you will know I've, I have had it with Junkrat and Roadhog. Well, I should say had it with Junkrat and Roadhog. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have had it with Junkrat. I really don't want to see another Junkrat in another game for the rest of my life. Uh, but Roadhog, I am getting tired of seeing people insta-lock Roadhog in every game. That is bothering the shit out of me because you're forcing, you kind of, you have to kind of, you're forcing a comp there. Like, first of all, I have to believe that you can play Roadhog without charging the enemy's ult. That you actually know how to play Roadhog well in his current state. I have to believe that you can play, you're not going to try to play Roadhog the way that Roadhog was played before patch 1.14. And that's a lot of faith right there for somebody I don't know, right? Bobby. <laughs> so there's that. But then, you know, you, you're just seeing a lot of junk rats too. And uh, the guys over at Omnic Meta, they put together a uh, nice little article the other day about the patch changes and the effects of the patch changes. So in this article, they don't just talk about Roadhog and Junkrat, but they also talk about Widowmaker, Orisa, and Doomfist. And it looks like Doomfist got shafted, or I should say balanced. <laughs> and now they're gonna have to make they're gonna have to do some work to make him a bit more a bit more viable in the game. Yeah. He's pretty played him today for a short minute, but he's yeah, it's pretty rough right now. He went from awesome to not so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he uh, he had a uh, his uh, so this, this article is actually very nice. There's a bunch of different charts to look at. There's uh, an elimination comparison, the kill death ratio, a win rate change, and then the current win rates. And we're gonna go through all of that. It doesn't take that long. But before the patch, Doomfist had let's say about. I'm not gonna go over everything, but let's say uh, on average about 25 eliminations per game. At bronze, it's lower; it's like 20 eliminations per game, and at master or grandmaster, it's it's uh, higher at close to 30 eliminations per game. After the patch, grandmaster he's sitting below 25 eliminations per game, and on bronze he's a little bit above 15 eliminations per game. Like it is a clear drop. And his effectiveness. And for those who don't know, his it was actually a bug fix. It wasn't even a nerf they gave him. It was a, they fixed a bug that fixed the hitbox of his fist. It was listed as a bug fix. They just, but they just made us hit the hitbox of the punch smaller. Like, yeah, but they, this, they, I think I'm pretty sure they listed it as a bug fix. Maybe. So it was supposedly a bug, but let's just call it a nerf because that's what it was. It was a nerf. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll make peace on that and call it a nerf. <laughs> but yeah, he he got he here. This is the way that Blizzard, I guess, intended for him to be played, and it was it was funny because just the other week we had mentioned that Doomfist was out of all the new newest characters, he's the one that was immediately in the meta, and it turns out that he was immediately in the meta because he was uh, I don't know <laughs> a bit overpowered with that big ass fist. 
that bothered me too. Like when I was, it, it's the same feeling you but get. It is a big ass fist. Yes, it is true. So it's the same feeling I would get when I would see a Hanzo arrow clearly go to the left or right of me, but yet I still get hit with a headshot. It was the same thing with yeah, that fist. Yeah, because it's a, it's a tree trunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not an arrow. It's a tree trunk. I mean, You're 100% correct. So it was the same thing with that Doomfist where I would see him and I, he, I would see that he was you know, either too far to my left or too far to my right, but yet I would get hit. And it was, it was annoying. Even though I have to say, I didn't get killed by Doomfist that much. So, but it still, it was annoying when it happened. Everybody else, though, is seeing improvements in their eliminations for the most part. Maybe not Roadhog, but Junkrat is seeing an increase in his eliminations across all tiers. Widowmaker is seeing an increase in eliminations in all tiers. Arissa is seeing an elimination increase in all tiers. And Roadhog is seeing an elimination increase in some tiers, except Grandmaster. Now, for Widowmaker, her changes were the grapple, uh, the, the cooldown on the grapple was lowered, and her, uh, if you inhale the smoke from her Widow Mine or whatever it's called, you're, you're visible to her, which probably helps a whole lot in her getting some headshots on people turning corners. Yep. Yeah, Arissa, her projectile speed was increased. Which actually has been helping. I've been fucking. I didn't even think it was needed, to be honest with you. I was doing fine without it, but with it, I've just been tearing shit up. Like Winston without a shield is just—he—he just—he gets eaten up now. It's—it's it's ridiculous. And Roadhog still does help charge my ult pretty well, so <laughs> it, it's pretty cool. Junkrat got the buff that nobody asked for. Take it down. Yeah, he got the the the, the <clears throat> double mines. Everything's coming out all explodey. Yeah, but he got the double mines, and I'm sure. Did he? What else did he get? Did he get double mines and something else? Oh, rip tire speed buff, which they've actually toned down uh, the speed on the PTR. Yes, which is a good thing because I mean, you could. I mean, you were Superman with it. It it is a little ridiculous. It uh, it's crazy. Yeah, like I he was I I got killed by a junk rat that climbed that we were on Eichenwald, and his rip tire climbed the entirety of the of that church or building and exploded with me and killed me as a pharaoh. Yep. But isn't that I've what killed multiple pharaohs with it? Yeah. Easy. It's ridiculous. Like isn't that what? But that's what Jeff wants. Junk rat to do incredible shit like use both minds to get into a pharaoh's face and hit with a mind. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I think honestly, like the speed is actually, I think the speed's fine. I think they should have kept it to where it couldn't, it could only crawl up a wall so far, you know, like they'd have to tweak it down. But the big problem is it flying up into the air and then you being able to drop it down on anybody. Like as long as they can see it coming, they have a chance. So, you know, you hide around a corner, you're like it's strategy but like when i'm shooting it way up into the air and then i'm dropping down right behind the reinhardt shield and killing four people overpowered but that's what they it, th this is what they wanted right they wanted junk rat to be doing something like some this stupid is what shit like geoff wanted this is what they wanted. Like, wanted that if they were actually looking for balance they wouldn't have touched junk rat there was no reason for any of this i don't know the dude this dude the second mine actually makes him viable it's just his ult that's a little crazy in my opinion yeah i don't think i i, I never i didn't think the mine i mean we could the mine is debatable right I, it's i haven't seen that big of a deal with the mine but still it still wasn't needed he wasn't unvi he wasn't 
it wasn't like he wasn't viable at all before. He just couldn't be played as no, a DPS. Very, yeah, he, he was very niche, and you probably didn't want to use him. He just couldn't. You only wanted yeah. to use him on places where there's really tight chokes. Tight and chokes, there or, were a lot of shields. Or if they had shields and you need to break down shields. In my yeah. opinion, and this is me as playing Arissa a lot. Junkrat is my biggest problems with like when it comes to shields. When it comes to somebody breaking my shield and me not in, 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 the, in a time period where I don't have where I can't get another one down, it's Junkrat. I'm not even that concerned about Farah. Even Bastion to a degree, because I can tame a Bastion, I can keep a Bastion, you know, I can if, suppress them away. But Junkrat yeah, is a problem. Actually, doesn't really. I mean, she does. Pro- I, I don't know the exact numbers, but she's one of the lowest damage per second damage dealers yeah well so sometimes I mean, people so, so i mean i mean even widow can put out more damage per second on a shield than she can right because if we're talking single if we're talking single target now farah's got the what makes fair good is when teams group up and she's getting all the splash damage that's what makes farah really good right so I have seen people try to use Farah to to break shields because it does it does a, a a good deal of damage. Is that she can't shoot them that fast, you know? So it's not yeah. like she'll be breaking it down on her own. Junkrat, on the other hand, I mean, he can pull down an Arissa shield very fast, but he's the only one that can. Like he's the only one that can solo pull it down before she can put it back up. Yeah, I mean, his soldier can't even use it as helix rocket. Junkrat's the only one that can pull that down. Actually, maybe maybe Arissa could too. Arissa, I'm not sure you can, I can put sustained damage on another Arissa shield, but you know, by the time the shield comes down, her other shield will almost be back up. So that's the thing. So let's talk kill death ratio comparison: old patch versus new patch. Doomfist once again taking a like a, like a dip in kill death ratio versus his uh, you know the old patch versus new patch. Everybody else. Going higher, Junkrat in every tier, uh, better KD. Widowmaker in every tier, better KD. Arissa, Roadhog, much better in every KD. We're probably talking about in some cases by like a fourth, like twenty five percent better. Uh, I think that the stat here says he's dying thirty five percent less than he was before. So the the new vape has been really good to him and actually i mean we talked about it earlier like you know you can't use that to survive i even use it a bit differently like, i don't just top myself off anymore so roadhog staying alive and you know being able to get in somebody's face because that's what roadhog it makes roadhog a bit more dangerous for the problem when they took his one shot ability away is that he wasn't dangerous at all nobody was afraid of roadhog now if roadhog mm-hmm. still gets close to you you know he can survive long enough to kill you you know, and that's and, and that is that is an issue. So Roadhog is well. I think well. I think last week's episode was called uh, you know Road, uh, Roadhog's not dead yet because he is definitely in there. He's just a different character now. He has to be put, changed. He has to be played differently. Bob, do you still think Roadhog sucks? No, no, no. I definitely don't. Um... I'm still learning myself how to play him properly, but I don't think he sucks anymore. Yeah, he de- he doesn't suck anymore. He definitely has to be played differently. Uh, but my problem with Roadhog still is that he's still an alt battery. <laughs> he is still an alt battery. If you get somebody from a distance, that's hitting him from a distance, like 
soldier or McCree or anybody ahead of from a distance, he is just going to be charging their alts because I mean the only damage mitigation he has is the vape, right? And once he uses that, he's just kind of open. It's like it's but if he's smart, he's and he's sticking with his team, then he's going to be really hard to kill, which I've had to deal with. Yes, if he's smart and staying with his team, unfortunately, I don't, I don't think most of the community has moved to that style of play yet where he's actively using the shields and you know he's not going off by himself and stuff like that so i i think that's still an issue once the community gets better at that he, he it might be not as a big of a, a problem win rate change doomfist every tier is looking at a decline in win rate uh i'll say in most tiers about five percent and masters a ten percent drop and when we're actually over 10 percent, the lowest win rate drop is what is that gold and that looks to be about four percent or so but with doomfist not a not a great patch for doomfist <laughs> yeah that's so good that's what happens and he, he, he was so exciting too like well that's what happens when you get a character that comes out that's op when there's something wrong with them and then you know it takes it takes people a while to to change the way they play with them. I don't know if it's because people aren't paying attention to patches, or they don't know. I, I I'm surprised at the number of people who, that I come across in game that aren't aware of what patch is out or what differences are in the that's game. Because that's because you do a podcast about Overwatch. I, I think do. a lot of people don't. I mean, even like Chase, my. My brother-in-law plays a ton of games, plays them at a high level. He doesn't play a ton of Overwatch, but every time does his ranking matches and ranks in, in Diamond without even really having to work. But he doesn't know what's going on. Every time we play, he's like, wait, so what's changed in this patch? Is the Roadhog thing in? Is this in? Is this in? You know, like he doesn't know. I mean, for PC, well, first of all, for PC... I still don't for console. It's one thing for PC. I don't give that much of an excuse for the simple fact that when you log in, when you bring up the blizzard launcher, most of the time when there's a new patch, there is a panel right there. It says patch X dot X, right? It tells you right there is a new patch. Then there's a link for the patch, the current patch right on the blizzard launcher. So it's easy for you to check it out. It's kind of hard to miss when they make changes. Console is a little different because there is none of that on console. There's no launcher saying this patch is up or these changes have been made, or here's this new developer video talking about these changes that are along the way. There is none of that. But on PC, you should know. Yeah, but it's kind of like the people that skip cutscenes, Like, they just want to play the game. There's a lot of those people. Yeah, well. So they're just clicking play. They're not reading any of that shit. Yeah. So Junkrat is seeing an increase. Actually, sorry. <laughs> Junkrat has seen a a win rate decrease in bronze. I don't understand how. I don't understand what's going on. You can't hurt yourself with your grenades. You can fly into battle and just create absolute havoc. Why is your wind rate dropping in bronze? So go to bronze player. Please explain, explain this to me. That is really weird. That is weird. Everywhere else, silver. Uh, it's like the Junkrat playground was bronze yeah. before. <laughs> And now they've gotten worse that he's gotten better. Yeah, we're looking at... Maybe the, the tire's too fast for them to mechanically control at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I'm silver kidding, and kidding. gold. We're looking at a little bit... We're looking at under 5%, but for platinum, we're looking at like close to 6%. Diamond is also under 5%, but 
Master, there's like a lot of flex going on in Master right now. Above 10% win rate change. And Grandmaster, I would say it looks about 7% uh, win rate change. Widowmaker is seeing some movement on her win rate change. And most tiers, the tiers that she's not moving in or ha- actually have, has decreased in are pl- uh, Platinum and Grandmaster. She's looking actually like at a uh, almost 5% win rate, uh, win rate decrease in, in Grandmaster. But Arissa is is positive across the board. Highest looks to be a six percent win rate and uh, win rate increase in and Ma- Grandmaster and Roadhog is also uh, pretty high across the board. Oh, it's pretty is is going up across the board. So yeah, it's, it's I pretty, just go ahead. I love how uh, in Grandmasters Junkrat has a fifty eight point seven percent win rate. Yeah, that's ridiculous <laughs> everything's coming up well explodey yeah it, it, it's it's ridiculous but overall win rate for these characters doomfist even at, at grandmaster is, is has the highest win rate but it's sitting below 50 percent. everywhere else is beneath 45 percent, and the lowest appears to be bronze at like around 42 percent junk rat has a high win, win rate in grandmaster Almost a fifty percent, actually above fifty percent win rate in every tier, except bronze. He has like a forty nine percent win rate. Widowmaker fifty percent win rate in masters. The rest, uh, you know, is under that. Arissa is looking at above fifty percent win rate in every tier, except bronze. Again, she's sitting at about forty nine percent. And Roadhog is let's say averaging about a 50% win rate across all tiers. So that that shield well reverse had those two changes. She had the shield that the shape changed and it's larger, which that has helped me keep a lot more people protected. I thought that was gonna be a bigger problem because it'll be able to be hit from more angles, but not that big of a problem. And she had the projectile speed increase. So yeah, she's definitely seeing some some that's 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 working out really really well for her. So, but my my biggest problem is the junk rat. It really is because you it, see me on junk rat today dude, playing with uh, Stolte and Bull Dioxide. It was just it was, I was such like an I think I'm gonna catch. go junk. <laughs> it was Numbani and yeah, I had a lot of golds that round. All right, so yeah, that that's the current meta we're sitting. In. I mean, I, have, I I do not want to see Junkrat again. I'm seeing him every game, and you know they change. They change. I think the nerf's gonna help. I think the nerf to the tire is gonna help. Uh, the t- you know what? The rip tire is not even a big problem for me. I'm not dying that much to rip tire still. I'm, really? I'm not- okay, well that's. I mean, if I can get a four kill on on a rip tire and be put pushing out a ton of dps i mean that just seems yeah going vertical with the rip tire i think is way op and like i think a lot of people aren't thinking about that because i mean i i was consistently getting like rip tire extremely fast and then getting no less than two kills per right yeah i'm (laughs) you know i'm gonna lay off junk rap for now because he's gonna come back up a little later but this is the current meta that we're seeing, and we're, we're, we're like Bob said, we're gonna see a nerf come down for Junkrat soon. It's party time. I can't do the Junkrat. 
You can't do a lot of characters. I don't know if yeah, you know better. I really or not. can't do. It's party time. <laughs> I really can't do the junk red. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead. Let's let's go ahead and move on to our weekly updates. Weekly updates. I'm only hitting the soundboard when I'm actually supposed to hit the soundboard. That's nice for a change. You got to be on stream to get that joke, folks. Um, so a couple things. First of all, Junkertown. It looks like Junkertown is going to be releasing on 919. That's the uh, the official date according to the Blizzard or the play or the Overwatch Twitter. I'm curious if the new patches or if the changes for Diva and Mercy will show up that day as well. What do you think? I don't think so. Don't think so? Yeah, I mean we've we've talked about this. I don't I think they're really I mean maybe Diva. Maybe Diva, but I don't think the mercy changes are gonna come in. I think that's gonna throw Okay, so when's contenders season one over? I'm not sure. Um Totem's in the chat. Maybe Totem knows. He knows all things Overwatch League, but I don't think they want to throw a wrench into Contender Season 1. If they did... I mean, the, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, well, they do play on, like, this last weekend, they were playing on the patch prior, so uh, they do play on different patches at times, but I think they want to do a lot of testing on this big change because it's a huge change to the entire game as we know it right now. It's It's a big change, but they've made big changes before, and it didn't take months. To roll them out. All right. Totem says October 7th and 8th is when it ends. So I'm guessing sometime around then. I don't know. I I can't remember the last time they made a change to Mercy. You know, like, I I can't remember the last time. That was was before season five. Yeah, that was before. They made the vulnerability changes. Yeah, that was weeks ago. And so... If they if they haven't made any recent changes to Mercy, if they if they have kept her the way she is on the PCR, I don't see any reason for them not to let her out. We're not talking about a company that is rock solid on balance changes. To be honest, you know they will put a balance change out. Like, oops, I guess we didn't test it enough. And the and the thing about the PTR is the PTR, you will only see balance changes once something comes to the PTR if something is way is like definitely overpowered or underpowered the ptr and they, and they have said this is that the ptr isn't for balance testing the ptr is for you know is to make sure that it, it mechanically works that the game mechanically works so that you don't hit res and make everybody crash their games that's what the ptr is for so i do think that they're going to push out these patches on on the 19th simply because we haven't seen any additional changes if you go to the forums People are crying. I don't want to say crying, but they're they're complaining about the same things. Mercy doesn't need this change. Diva doesn't need this change. Diva's underpowered now. Diva's overpowered now. It's it's kind of now you're getting into this cycle where people want the old Diva and the old Mercy, but then there's new people who want they they want the, the new stuff. So it's that that's where we are right now. Yeah, I don't know if Mercy needs the change, but I will say this: I'm going to be playing some Mercy. That's gonna when be the, when when the changes come in. So if that tells you anything, like I'm gonna play Mercy. I wouldn't play Mercy before. I think but I'm gonna play I her think now. That's part of the problem, though. Like that that you're gonna have a lot of people who are gonna be trying to play Mercy, 
and they're not gonna still not gonna play her that effectively. Uh, not saying that you won't play her effectively. Maybe I am saying no, that you I won't play to her start. Effectively. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. But, not. I mean, but I I'll be excited to learn her because she'll be a lot more proactive and to be a lot more fun. Totem seems to uh, agree with you that she'll be released with Junkertown. If it's the 19th, I could see that, and then they won't put it in Contenders for the end of con- uh, Contenders Season 1. Right. Because they're still on the older patch at the moment, too. So I could, I mean, I could see that. Right. Yeah, I think that that's the biggest problem. We're going to see tons of people playing Mercy that should not be playing Mercy. There is a certain way. You can't just hop on Mercy, or you can't hop on any character and just play it the way you want to, because then you're going to disrupt the team. If you pick Mercy, people are expecting to be healed by you. You know, they expect to be healed. They're not expecting you to keep pulling out your pistol and shooting shit. Battle Mercy is a myth. They already nerfed the pistol quite a bit, so yeah. I think they're. Uh, I think they're. I think the Overwatch team is at least planning for that. But people are still. They're still going to try it. They're still going to like. Oh, Mercy's different now. Let me try to see. I'm. I'm going to be the person that figures out how to bring Battle Mercy back, and then I will be as famous as Crusher ninety nine. <laughs> you know that. That, that is the mentality. Going to be a shit show to start with. It will absolutely be a shit show. One that I am not looking forward to. But Junker Town releases nine nineteen question mark on if those changes are going to be happening, but we'll see soon. Uh, there is a problem with aim ease on console, but the Overwatch team, the lead engineer Tim Ford, says they already know about it. They've identified the issue and will be fixed in the next patch, which apparently is on the nineteenth. So uh, good luck dealing with that. Until the 19th, if you use aim ease, I have not switched to aim ease. I haven't, I, I haven't really had what is to. aim ease? Is that like auto aim on the console? No, it's not auto aim on the console. It basically it gives you more control over your aiming if you like oh, it. It's, oh, it's the thing where if you move it way to the far left, it goes really, That's really fast. Dual zone. That's dual okay. zone. So I haven't switched to aim ease. So I can't tell you from experience what the actual changes are. So I don't want to say anything and then be wrong. But it is supposed to help give you more control over your crosshair. The dual zone is enough for me. Actually, to the point where I was playing Destiny 2 recently, and I was mad that they did not have dual zone (laughs) controls in Destiny. Because I'm like, if they had dual zone in this, I'd be killing these people so much faster (laughs) right, right now. So you didn't have to turn... Yeah, like you, you're not doing like <laughs> like one of these, like. <laughs> so yeah, I I definitely kudos to the Overwatch team for working very hard on making console controls better because there's some games out there. Just need to make mouse and keyboard. Then I'll play on console with you all day. Well, the funny thing about console, I think we've had. I don't think we've had this conversation, but I've had this conversation with so many people. You can, Microsoft and Sony allow developers to use mouse and keyboard inputs in their games. That is not a Sony or Microsoft restriction. They allow it. You can do that. Developers generally will disable that because if you were playing with a mouse and keyboard on a console and somebody else is playing with a controller because they don't have a mouse and keyboard, they don't know how to play mouse and keyboard, and maybe they can't get a mouse and keyboard set up in their living room, you are you have a massive advantage over them massive advantage and that's what they're trying to avoid yeah and i mean and i get that 
but there are ways to cheat. There are ways to cheat. Now, on a PlayStation, I don't know if Sony logs the devices connected to your PlayStation. I can tell you 100% that Microsoft logs the devices connected to your Xbox One. Okay? So if you get one of those devices on your Xbox One, Microsoft logs the device, and they might not ban you right away. They might not ban you in six months. But one day, you might just turn your Xbox, can't do anything. Done. Because what they do, those sweeping those sweeping hardware bans, I have seen it so many times. They did it with the Xbox 360. I believe they've done it once with the Xbox One so far. And you don't want to be caught with that. So stay away from the cheats, folks. And just wait for Blizzard to fix auto-aim or fix the <laughs> aim ease. Uh, now, Bob, here's something more up your alley because it has to do with Overwatch League. Two new teams are, have been uh, recruited branded to a total of 13 teams for overwatch league how do you feel right now i feel good i feel i feel excited uh houston's got a team now so now there's two teams that are in texas closest to me that i might get to choose from and if anthony was still here god rest his soul (laughs) then he would have a team too in philadelphia yeah there's a there's a team coming to houston the te- owner of the Texas Rangers, there they have bought an Overwatch League, and the owner of the Philadelphia Flyers have bought into the Overwatch League. They're currently actually pursuing the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, which would make it 14, and I think that's the max. It was going to be a team of Philly, yo. I don't think people feel from Philly talk like that. Like I, I'm right I here. I met one guy <laughs> from, from Philadelphia once. He was like, you all from Philadelphia. I'll drop you in the first punch. Yeah. The only time I've ever heard anybody talk from Philadelphia. He didn't, but eh, that was what he said. Some people do talk like that, but not most. No, most of them are civilized human beings. Most. Yeah, this guy was definitely not civilized. I, I met him in my younger years. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm on too much medication and being way too open right now. <laughs> yeah, Bob's a little sick, folks, and he is, to do the podcast, he has taken lots and lots of medication, so go Bob. Lots of Sudafed and everything else. Yeah, so, but uh, yeah, the, this is pretty, this is cool. I mean, like, at least now, if, if I wanted to check out Overwatch League, I have a place to go. I'm pretty sure they'll build an arena, or I'm sorry, they, they'll just do it someplace inside that sports complex, because the Flyers... The uh, the Flyers, the Eagles, and the uh, and the Sixers all play in the same area. There's like this, uh, what's it called? The Xfinity something like from Comcast is like right there. So um, they they have tons of places in that area to do. They don't even have to build anything new. Basically, there's tons of places in that area to have an arena or to have people have those matches. So I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see. What they do and and how and how they do this now it's a it's a bit closer to home so because other than that the the closest place to me was Boston it was Boston Boston would be cool though yeah no I did say arena talking to bearded zucchini maybe it came across as area but the, the uh the yeah, I, I, somebody in chat said they wanted a uh, totally drunk once a, a team of Chicago. I don't think that's happening this year because the fourth, unless the uh, the owner of the Bucks says no, then because he would make the fourteenth team, and I believe isn't that's the max they wanted was fourteen teams to start. 
if I remember correctly. I could be wrong on that. I'm not. I'm, as- that's what I read today. I don't know if that's actually the case. That's what I read today. I think I actually read that. I think Totem posted that in one of our like private discords. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 I will be the first person to admit I am not the person that is staying up to date on the Overwatch League. To be honest with you, it's- well, Totem is, and he's starting a whole. Him and Slambo are starting a whole new podcast. It's the Overwatch League Net uh, Network. So look out for that, and you can get all your news there about that. Yeah. So I, I this is great. All that they, they're going to have their fourteen teams for the league to start. But I really hope that in their very first game, they show some type of different spectator mode. Like they, me they, too. They, like that's they need to fix these issues. They need to have the thing where you can like you could you could watch it live on your computer or on whatever on on Twitch. But then they also need to have a portal that you can go into and you can spectate any player that you want. They need that so bad. Yeah, I'm surprised. It would be so cool because you'd be able to watch the main feed, then spectate your own favorite player at the same time. Oh man, it's they need that. They need it. All right. I mean, we've talked about this multiple times. Yeah, they well, they need to do something with the spectator mode. The one that they have right now, not the greatest. And I think that's part of the problem with engagement. In competitive Overwatch period right now, that it's it's kind of it's it's tough to spectate. It's it's kind of tough to watch and understand what's happening in every aspect. So I'm really hoping that they they get that fixed before Overwatch League is out. But we'll well, and just I mean, think about content creators having those tools. Also, like you could take every player that's in the league in a match and you could do each player's you know vod uh, review i mean you could do ginji you could do okay he's like he switches here because they're trying to change because of this on the other the the other team comp there's so many possibilities of what could be made from that type of spectator mode it would just be unbelievable absolutely all right so we're, we're done with weekly updates let's actually get into community questions bob recently opened a podcast show questions channel on our discord so that's one way to get your questions on the show we also generally speaking we try to uh look at tweets from the week uh especially if you tweet it with you know hashtag wpr live we're gonna try to get your question on the show if possible but it's pretty much as soon as Bob put up the uh, put up the the channel. We did get a question that came in, and it was from Priest Priest Drago. Priest Drago, yes, who also left us a review last week. So thanks a lot for that again. Uh, his first, yeah, the one talking about my butt. Yes, yes. So uh, the first question was, how can I stand working with Bob, knowing that he is a Torb main? You know, I deal with it. I accept Bob for who he is. That's that's basically what you got to do. We're about understanding here at Watchpoint Radio. So, love how I'm a Torb main, a Hanzo main, a Junkrat main. It just depends on what circle you're running in and what main I am. Very, very <laughs> true. So, uh, his actual question was on a more important note: Who needs to be nerfed right now for comp? Personal hatred not allowed. 
i.e. I can't pick the whole Symmetra. I'd pick Junkrat because he's all over the place killing everything unless you manage to find him and focus him. I'm going to let you go first, Bob. If you have Dude. somebody, because you can there are legit answers that you don't think anybody needs to be nerfed, but go ahead. Um, honestly, I would still like it's a it's a dual answer. Like, I want Farah Mercy nerfed because so many Elos can't handle it. Like, because it's not a parent like what stops it and what stops it is good positioning that's what stops Farah mercy in its tracks if you're if your people can't get hit by them then they can't win so i would want to like remove mercy's i don't know like make it so if mercy's in the air she can only heal like half as much or like a portion of what she can normally heal because the only trap, the only time that's a, like if she's 10 meters higher in the air or 15 meters even, then her healing goes to 50%. And that would solve fair up mercy problem right there. That's, I know that's kind of a complicated answer, but that's the biggest problem with Overwatch that I see aside from Defense Matrix. Uh, but we've already gotten into that. So I thought I'd bring something new to the table. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of have to disagree only because. You know, at lower elos, like you said, people have a problem with it because they don't know how to deal with it. But at least that is a problem that can be dealt with. I don't think it's overpowered. I think you could well, you could use team effort to overcome. Yeah, that. but at lower elos, it's godly because there isn't team effort. Yeah, but this is this is actually how we ended up getting, uh, you know, some of the some of the balance changes we've had. Because players at lower elos may not be may not know how to handle it or can't use a character effectively, so they make a balance change to make it easier for people to use. Like that's not really, in my opinion, that's not a reason to balance just because lower skilled players can't find a way to get to develop the skill to play the game properly. Like that's not fair for people who know how to. And we're talking like, I mean, I, I imagine you're talking like bronze, silver, maybe gold too. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's 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 exactly what I'm talking about, and and especially everyone down there thinks that one soldier or one McCree can handle fair mercy, a two character combo, and mercy if she's smart, can you know just stay out of rage, and I mean it's just you know what the it's crazy. The issue is though is that when players figure out how to deal with that, they go to platinum. So you're, you're you're the problem that you're having is gonna be perpetual, right? Well, they start- players figure it out, but the problem is, is all the players have to figure it out, and that's where you come into the problem. And I don't know that that's that's just that's what I've I've talked about that change for a long time to a way to not nerf Farah and not nerf Mercy, but nerf Farah Mercy combined. Okay, because that's where the problem comes in. Is not fair is not, definitely not overpowered. Like fair without a mercy, and I'm soldier. She's dead. Right. Like it, like like, I mean, even a really good Farah, like she's at least gonna drop out. But Farah mercy, 
It's definitely and tough. I don't have any help. It's way tough. And then I'm just standing there shooting up in the air, and I'm getting clocked in the face by Reaper because my team isn't watching me while I'm watching for the fair mercy. Like, yeah, that problem compounds itself because you're talking lower elos. Yeah. So, okay. Well, and that's I mean that's why I love having my other character because I get to ex I get to experience what's what it's like down down there, and I cannot carry down there like. I can't carry as Reaper sometimes if they don't focus me, but like you just can't, you just can't carry. Right. I got you. I actually have to. I said Junkrat was going to come back up later this show, and this is it. Like I have to agree with Priest here on Junkrat, and this is mainly why because the the main response you get from saying that Junkrat is overpowered is like, oh, well, you just kill the Junkrat. That's fine if you're playing probably in lower elos, right? If you're playing where the team is not really organized or nobody's really supporting the junk rat. But if you... Everybody just runs face first into the, into the grenades. Exactly. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm going to get the point on Eichenvup. But I mean, the problem bad. with junk rat right now, I mean, it's not like they increased his like, increased the, the damage of his grenades or anything like that, right? I think the problem is that is there is no repercussion for Junkrat using them just all the place, right? So before the patch, Junkrats, usually like you said, they were more niche, but they would have, they would kind of sit back and toss damage into a fight, which actually could be effective if the other team couldn't get to the Junkrat. If the, if the Junkrat had any type of help to survive, that the Junkrat could be effective that way. Ever since the patch, I see Junkrat's laying a mine down, jumping head first into fights. Dude, what I do, man. I'm of course you do, in, because you're and a I'm terrible dropping, human being. And I'm dropping all my stuff, and then I'm like, mine out. Peace, bitches. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> like Junkrat's... And just, three people are dead. Junkrat's are jumping head first into battles, into fights, just sh- spamming shit all over the place. His body time. Because they they know they can't get hurt by it, which is retarded, by the way. Because I have killed myself before. Like I'll be, I've been like a hundred, like a Pharaoh, not Pharaoh, sorry, a Zarya with a hundred charge, and I accidentally I hit it. I accidentally hit like the side of a wall, and boom, I do enough damage to kill myself. I'm like, God damn it! Or Pharaoh also hurts himself. Soldier hurts himself with his minds, but Junkrat does not. Junkrat just jumps right into the middle of a fight. Lays out a bunch of damage, and then you're, you know, there's no repercussion for him just laying this massive amount of damage all over the place. Then, if you do try to go counter Junkrat and get in closer to kill him, that's also very dangerous for you as any type of character, whether it be a tank or whether it be a DPS, because once again, he does not get hurt by his own grenades his own splash damage so you could be a tank and you used to be able to get close to him as a tank and it'll kind of he would use his mind to get away from you but now he'll just sit there and just you know shoot right into you you know he does not give a fuck there is no there there junk rat can play without fear at all without tactics and that's why it's a problem (laughs) well I mean, but you can use tactics and then it becomes really OP. Yes. <laughs> like, I mean, like I can like I can mine over the top of Orissa's shield and then just get right up in her face, you know, like like, you know, high school kids, you know, nose like nose to nose. Yeah. What, what, what? You want some? You know, like that. And I'm just dropping mines right in their gut. 
And I mean, or not mines, but grenades. And it's just super OP. And then before they even have a chance to know that I'm there, I mine out. Peace. And I drop a trap as I'm as I mine out, and then it sticks them. And then as I'm as I'm mining out, I've reloaded and I'm dropping more grenades. I mean, it's sick. It is. Bob's having a great time over here, by the way, folks. You can't tell by his face. This is how because there's still a whole lot of bad junk rats. So when I go up against them, they're not that hard either. That is true. And like I played all of season one as junk rat, and he wasn't even that good, but I was pretty good with him. And like it's just I'm just living it up right now until they, they, nerf him. they <laughs> give him the 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 good nerf bat. So that's the thing about Junk Rally. Like that's my biggest problem with him is that he's always been a, a character that pumped out a ton of damage, right? But now there's no there's no balance to that. He just can pump out damage. And that's the end of discussion. He could pump out damage jump in the middle of a fight while pumping out damage and almost immediately get out of that fight if he needs to while damaging people on the way out. It's too much. (laughs) It's too much. It's party time. I never thought I'd be complaining about Junkrat on this show. <laughs> like ever. I think I'm like, oh well, he pumps out a lot of damage, but he's he's needs higher elos, and there is a way to to counter him well. Like you know, it, it's either you you have to be careful playing Junkrat because you hurt yourself. No, why? For they they what the next thing they're gonna do because it seems like they are in love with Junkrat and they want him to be able to do everything. He's gonna be able to fly over the map without his mind. He just like Mercy's gonna be able to lock into somebody, fly I to him, and then one shot kill everybody with a grenade. I believe Junk could touch the sky. Stop. It's, <laughs> get tilted every night and it's day. It's dumb, and I really. It is one of the things. Even before the fifty SR issue happened to me, uh. That was, I'm like, this is getting annoying. This is getting annoying seeing Junkrat every game. So I agree with Priest that Junkrat needs to to get nerfed. So, but Bob is going to ride it out into the sunset. He's really going to enjoy it. I'm going to ride this train. Having a good old time. Uh, and nobody freaks out when you pick out Junkrat, too. I stopped caring. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Dude, I, I was good with Junkrat before, but. But people like totally drunk would freak out when I picked him. Yeah. When I still had gold of everything. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're going to close up on that note. Thanks a lot, Priest, for, you know, going into the Discord and pulling up a question there, giving us a question to talk about. Had, had a good time. I'm not sure. You're not in the stream. I don't think so. But I wish you could see Bob's face. Actually, just check out Bob's face on the VOD as we talked about this. It's fucking ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, we're going to close up. Just a reminder to everybody who's not here for the live stream. We do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's the time we start the stream. We try to start the podcast shortly after that. Sometimes it doesn't necessarily happen that way, but we try. We're always interested in hearing your Overwatch stories, so please definitely um, you know, make sure that you send us your Overwatch stories, whether it be uh, funny, angry, sad, whatever, anything happening in Overwatch with you. We definitely want to hear about it, and we want to talk about it on the show. So send that to us. Uh, we have a PS4 and a PS4 community and Xbox One Club. They are both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. I am going to definitely be more active on console, probably more so on Xbox right now. But uh, you, uh, definitely check that out. Join up and let's get some games in together. We also have a Discord 
which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. We'd love to have you on the discord to come in and, and join the conversation. We also, uh, I also always, I always like to talk about heroes of overwatch. It's a Facebook community that has overwatch players from all over the place, all different platforms. And whether you're just looking for a group to play with, or you're looking for the dankest of the overwatch memes, that is the place to go. So definitely check out heroes of overwatch. Thanks for listening. We're available on multiple podcast platforms. We're available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts for iOS, Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast, SoundCloud, Podbean. And uh, we do have an RSS feed available for those of you who have who use a different podcatcher. Uh, links are available for each platform right on the Mash Those Buttons website. Uh, you can follow us once again at twitter.com slash watchplay radio. We also have, you can follow mash those buttons and all our, our podcasts there at twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We definitely encourage you guys to reach out and talk to us. We have an email that you can reach us at, which is WPR at mash those buttons.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter or on Facebook, SoundCloud. You can comment on the website, we try to check all those places for your comments. Uh, if you would like to help us out, uh, if you enjoy the show, like to help us out, there's a few ways you could do that. First of all, you can uh, just uh, you know share the podcast with others. That's a great way to help us out. If you really want to help us out, there's another. You can also leave a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. That is a huge help, and we appreciate everybody uh, on uh, that, that, that takes the time to do the ratings and the reviews. Uh, we also have a store at mash those, but we have a, uh, teespring store. I think it's teespring, but it's uh, if you go over to mash those buttons website and just hit store, it'll take you right to I believe it's teespring slash stores slash mash those buttons. And right now we have double tap shirts and we have Watchpoint radio shirts for the meta is not gospel so that you can, that's a great way to help support us. If you want to, uh, you know, rock the rock the gear like Bob is doing right now. Product placement always on time from Bob. So I definitely uh, suggest you guys, uh, well, I recommend that you guys check out the rest of our shows on the Mashes Buttons Network. Destiny 2 just came out, so highly suggest you check out In Orbit, <laughs> uh, which is our Destiny podcast. Uh, they, uh, they've been having a great time with the game, so definitely check that out. But you can also check out Double Tap, which is for the fighting game community. Wild Talk and Torn and the Goblin, which are both World of Warcraft podcasts. One is about news, it's Wild Talk, and the other is about lore, which is the Torn and the Goblin. We have Sit Rep Radio, which is about the Division, if you're still playing the Division, so you can check all of that out. And with that, we are done for the night. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around for this long show. And once again, thanks again to Rasp Nogar for coming on and interviewing and talking to us about Cow League. We'll catch you guys next week. Uh, you shouldn't have got me so excited about Jen Red. I'm going to feel so horrible tomorrow. Uh, well, you shouldn't be getting excited about Junkrat, period. Later, folks. Later, folks.